Hey everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, today we have another reboot success story. Her name is Lori Rose, and please welcome her to the show. It's nice to see you, Lori. Hi, nice to meet you and see you, AJ. Well, thank you. I'd love to hear your story. People love a good success story because a lot of people need encouragement. They've tried losing weight so many times and often lost weight but gained it back and they give up hope and that's why we do these stories a couple times a year just to inspire people that it doesn't matter how long or how deeply you've suffered any age it's still possible I think for everyone to lose some weight so I'd love to hear your story and how you did it well recently or when I started as a kid <laughs> oh well we you can go back as far as you want okay um, so I was a competitive swimmer from the time I was eight till I was 19 and uh always very fit and thin and uh, lived by the beach and lived in shorts or, you know, a bathing suit pretty much all year round. My father was a, a PE coach, coached football and gymnastics, and my mother was slim and beautiful um, until she reached her 50s. Um, uh, when I was 17, uh, between the junior and senior year of high school, my father was a director of a weight loss camp in Hawaii, in Maui. And I went there and proceeded to gain uh, probably 25 to 30 pounds. I grew two inches, got breasts, hips, everything else that a young woman, a young teenager entering womanhood starts to get and came home and came off the plane. And my mom said I looked like a linebacker. She couldn't believe it. I was muscular, but I was, you know, bigger than she'd ever seen me. So that was the first clue that I was uh, heavier than I should be. And people weren't afraid to use the term fat back then when I, you know, that was probably 1975. And um, people were not afraid to tell you you were fat. My father struggled with weight his whole life and had done numerous diets and uh, finally ended up doing Overeaters Anonymous. And that's what helped him. But I, and he told me he wouldn't give me any money for back to school clothes till I lost weight. So I had to lose weight on my own and figure it out. And I did. And I ate pretty healthfully. I cut out mayonnaise and tuna salad and ate whole wheat pita bread. And things were starting to be healthy back then. You know, uh, sprouts came out and people were eating sprouts and all that kind of stuff. So it was very easy to eat healthfully. I didn't ever like meat. So I was more of a fish eater and fruits and vegetables anyway. Processed foods were around. My father fed me ice cream in high school to gain weight because he felt I was too thin swimming, uh, but I couldn't have ice cream for breakfast and then go do a, an hour and a half workout because I'd feel nauseous and ill. So my battle with weight started in my high school years. Um, fast forward, I got married, had kids, figured when I was pregnant, I would be enjoy it. That was my motto. If I'm going to be fat, I'm going to enjoy it. So I gained, I gained 55 pounds with my first child, lost it in about six months, breastfed, lost it, got back down to normal. With my second child, I never could get back down to my pre-pregnancy weight. I was always 10 pounds up. Um, but I topped the scale at 199 when I delivered him. And uh, so never really was dieting then, but watched what I ate, breastfed, still was healthy, still exercising. 
I was an aquatics director, um, assistant aquatics director at a YMCA. So I was always in the pool swimming and teaching swimming lessons and exercising. My kids were growing up. Um, Wednesdays became fast food night because mom was tired from working and everything else. And so that was the hump day. And that was the day we'd go to wherever they wanted to go to get something to eat. Um, I wouldn't necessarily eat it, but um, I lived on a lot of salads and a lot of fish and fruits and vegetables. I've always had a poor self body image. So for me, even if I was norm, quote unquote, normal for my height and weight, I never felt that I was. So I always try to, um, I'm a perfectionist and a people pleaser. So I always try to be the best I can be. Um, and food is always a way for me to please people, to cook and to entertain and have people over and um, people are always comfortable and it's always fun, but it always, everything it revolved around food, you know? Um, going to grandma's house revolved around food in the family and going to my mom's house when I would visit her would revolve around food in the family. At my dad's house, it didn't revolve really around food in the family. Um, it revolved around other things. And uh, so it, it was just better for me to focus on what worked for me. So I learned at a young age what worked for me. So I've tried many different diets over the years and none of them really ever worked. All the books are true that say that you'll, and I've read all of them, the McDougal program, I've read the China study, I've read um, How Not to Die, all these books, I've read your wonderful books. So, pardon me? Oh, I didn't say anything. I'm oh, just okay. listening to so the story. <laughs> it, um, so the books are, the books that I've read are very true to my beliefs. You know, I, when we moved up here to um, the Oregon to outside of Portland, we moved for our grandchildren and my husband still lived in California and he commuted home on the weekends. And so I became a health coach. I went online to go to school and I learned about a hundred different types of ways to eat from uh, raw to, you know, pescatarian to vegan to whole food, plant-based, uh, everything and everything in between. Keto, paleo. What I learned was that keto doesn't work. It actually kills you because uh, the gentleman, the doctor who designed it actually died from it. But people don't understand that. What's sad to me is that people don't educate themselves on what they're doing to their bodies. But learning all this stuff and having this wealth of information, I still couldn't help myself. So your program came up and um, I don't know if I got it from uh, watching What the Health or the Forks Over Knives and, and following them. Somehow you came up. I went to, to Ocean Robbins event that he held here and your name came up and your name just kept coming up and coming up and coming up. I'm like, I got to Google this woman and find out who she is. And then I did your reboot up here. It was during COVID um, and at the beginning of COVID. And I figured it's better to lose weight than gain weight, you know, and because I had already started gaining weight again, even though I was whole food plant-based, I've been whole food plant-based or vegan, vegan for seven years. Um, it still wasn't working for me. You know, I couldn't figure out why. And then reading the books that you wrote and um, Dr. Lyle wrote and 
you know, processed foods are really bad for you, even vegan processed foods. And so um, I did what you suggested and ate kale for breakfast and got rid of my sugar cravings and the weight just dropped off. So my problem is keeping the weight off and I fluctuate. I'm a thyroid cancer survivor and um, my weight still fluctuates. And um, but I lost 25 pounds on your program and I'm very proud of that. Um, I'm on it again, and I'm excited to watch the reboot again and follow it diligently and stick to it. My problem is I get lazy. I'm sure other people do too, but I get lazy and don't want to cook. And so I do batch cooking and make a lot of things at once. And it's very helpful for me to just put it in the refrigerator and eat three or four days, like make a big, huge salad and have it in the refrigerator and just pull out what I want and add what I want to it. And so it's like a day of prepping, but at least you don't have to do it every single day when you're you're cooking. And that seems to help me a lot. Yeah. Um, I've Go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, you know what I find fascinating? There was a weight loss uh, at camp in Hawaii and you gained weight at Right. My dad was the director. He called it a fat farm for girls. <laughs> it was eight-year-olds to 21-year-olds. Well, the reason I gained weight was because I had the key to the pantry. So my roommate... Oh, well, that, that's funny. Yeah. My roommate who was the... Because um, they had us on a very strict diet, but we could eat what we wanted when we had a day off or um, whatever. So when we had a day off, we'd go into town and you know, nachos were there. It was the first time I ever had nachos was in Hawaii. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is great. And we'd eat hot fudge sundaes and we'd eat all this food because we just felt so starved for the normal foods that we wanted or thought we wanted or our brains thought we wanted. And I figured I was a kid. I always exercised. I never had a problem with weight until then. So, um, and you're in a bikini the whole time and you don't realize that you're gaining weight because you just don't because you're not paying attention to that you're not really putting on clothes it wasn't until I tried to put something on to come home that I realized that I had gained so much weight so yeah it's pretty funny it's it's ironic I guess that I was at a, a arm for a, a weight loss camp for for young women young girls and I gained 25 pounds but I grew two inches, got breasts, got hips, um, became a young woman at that camp because of my body changing so much. Um, and I don't know what my normal set weight would be if I didn't go to that camp, if I would have just grown up normally. And I don't know if I would have had the weight struggles that I have had my whole life because of that. Family so, struggle with but yes, I had the key to the pantry. And really, pardon yeah. me? I, I, did other people in your family struggle with their weight at all? Yeah, my father was my father was a, a always struggled with his weight. He probably gained um, thousand, gained and lost thousands of pounds over his lifetime. He's now eighty eight. He has been whole food plant based for seven years or so. Um, actually, not completely. He was eating dairy for a while. He and his wife came to visit, and I said. And they were complaining of their joints hurting, you know, arthritis. And I said, Dad, you just need to cut out dairy. You still eat yogurt, plain yogurt, and and you need to cut that out. And his wife was going to have a test, and um, she didn't want to have the dyes. And I said, cut out the dairy, go on an anti-inflammatory diet, look that up, read what it says, and you will not have as much pain. And she didn't. She said it took two weeks, and 
She didn't have to have the test with the dyes and my dad's pains went away and they thanked me. So <laughs> and you mentioned you attended some event with Ocean Robbins. What was that? Is that what inspired you to go vegan or were you already vegan at that point? I was already vegan and I was already a health coach. I had read his dad's book, John Robbins book, and was impressed by the, that he just walked away from an empire and, um, became his own advocate and did his own research. And I thought that was fascinating. And I wanted to hear what, um, Ocean and his all the people that he had coming to the event. It was near here in a place called Brighton Bush, about an hour, hour and a half away. But it was during terrible fires. And so we only got to spend one night and hear only a few people. And Ocean's father had open heart surgery right at that same time. So it was a very stressful time for everybody with the fires and with his dad. And um, so we, um, uh, we had to cancel the event. So I still had all the names and all the information. And I just started following people and, and hearing what they had to say. And, um, you know, uh, it's all in align with what I believe. So it just, it was easy for me to go that route. Yeah. That's interesting that your father struggled with his weight and his profession was running weight loss camps. Yeah. Well, that wasn't his profession. He, he did that for one summer. He, his profession was, uh, an educator. He was a high school uh, coach and teacher. And uh, so, but being a coach and a teacher, he, he would weigh 150 pounds up to 300 pounds. He would fluctuate in there. So the stress, wow, that's, that's a big fluctuation. Is extremely yeah. stressful. I became an educator as well. And, and I taught for 25 years and it's a very stressful job. So um, I'm grateful to be retired now. <laughs> That is a wide fluctuation of 150 pounds. Does he? Yeah. Has his weight? He was only he was only five eight at his tallest. So you know, and he was a closet eater, and he he liked to drink. So that was um, a problem. And he didn't drink a lot, but he drank every day when he came home from work. Um, and that was you know he'd have a couple of drinks, and that was that was a problem for him. Wow. That and, and being a closet. Um, you know, he'd hide Oreos or hide whatever he hid. I didn't know that till later when he shared that with me, but that's, um, that's what happened. But my mom was always real thin until she was in her fifties and then her body really changed and she got diabetes and, um, her lifestyle ended up, I think, um, causing her to die at a very young age. She was 71 when she died of colon cancer. And so I don't want to have type two diabetes. I don't want to have colon cancer. I don't want to have any other kind of cancer. I've already had cancer. So um, my husband's and my goal is to not be in disease the last 10 to 20 years of our life. And everything I've read says that the majority of Americans are in disease the last 10 to 20 years of their life. They're not healthy. So they're paying a lot of money to stay healthy. And people think taking a pill for high blood pressure or a pill for high cholesterol is keeping them healthy. On the one hand it is, but you're also poisoning your body with chemicals. So I don't, I don't want to have to do that. So my goal is to eat as healthfully as I can and being whole food plant-based is a way for me to do that. And I feel so much better when I don't have any sugar, I don't have any oil, I don't have any processed food. So it's, it's good for my whole being from head to toe inside and out. 
Yeah. Has your dad's weight remained pretty stable now that he's also uh, eating this way? Yes. My father is, has been stable for, he and his wife have been stable for at least seven to 10 years. Um, they work out every day. They're very, very active. Um, my dad's going on 88 and I think his wife is about 72. So they're, they're very, very active people. And that's and, good. I'm well, glad that's fantastic you. because, yeah. because if it can, can we say your age, is that allowed? Oh, I'm 65. I just, I'm very proud of that. I just turned 65 last month. Um, my Medicare birthday, I joke about that. And, um, I don't know what 65 is supposed to feel like, but I feel great. So I feel joyful and happy and energetic and happy to be on this side of the dirt, as they say. <laughs> well, what's nice is that you and your your father and his wife, they all did this at an older age. So people, even if they've suffered for a long time and their weights fluctuate and they think nothing will work, there's hope that it, it still can. Right, right. It's very... Um, it's a very sustainable, doable, and it's really quite easy. And, and I know people get afraid. They don't want to, they don't want to miss something that they love, whether it's a steak or a piece of chicken, the way their mom used to make it, whatever it is. But when you, when you learn and you get educated on what goes into all that stuff and why you shouldn't be eating it, it really helps you to choose the path of becoming whole food plant-based. Well, you know, it's funny. You said you had the key to the pantry. What was in the pantry? Because if it was just fruits and vegetables. Oh, no, it wasn't fruits and vegetables. It was all the, the sugary carbs were in the pantry that they hid from the kids and the, the people who were losing weight. Like they'd get one cookie once in a while. Well, we'd eat the whole package of cookies, you know, my roommate and I. We would just sit in there. We would eat we would get a jar of peanut butter and we'd just get a spoon and we'd start eating the peanut butter. I mean, it was just weird, but we were famished. You know, we were, I don't know that I was starving, but I was hungry for, I was missing fats. I was missing whatever. And there was a nutritionist there who was doing the, the diet plan for everybody, but it wasn't a diet plan that was working for my body. It was a generic diet plan of, you know, healthy supposed eating. Um, was it, was it portion control too? I think it was more portion control as I remember. Yes. And that's not, that doesn't work as we, you and I know, but um, you know, learning to eat calorie dense foods, like, you know, not oils, but they're at the wrong end of the spectrum. I love the chart that you have, you know, that shows you the green, everything that you can eat that's in the green and everything you should not eat that's in the red section. And, and there's like a little bit of a yellow section, but you know, you can eat a huge bowl of salad and fill yourself up and then have a baked potato and be satiated. And um, it took me a while to get into that groove, but it definitely works. So that's fantastic. So yeah, that just shows about how important environment is because if you hadn't had the key to the pantry, you wouldn't have been able to get in those snacks. You right. probably would have still been hungry because yeah, you're, you're so right, Lori, portion control. I mean, it does work, but you're going to end up really hungry, uh, you know, it, it, but most people can't sustain it because you had a history with Weight Watchers too, didn't you? Right. I went to Weight Watchers while I was teaching um, with another teacher. We went and she lost about five to 10 pounds but I gained five to 10 pounds. So for me, I don't know 
what it was, if it, <clears throat> if it was the types of food, the combinations of food. And I don't know enough about food combinations to know what works and what doesn't work. But Weight Watchers did not work for me. I gained weight on it. So I, I am not an advocate of Weight Watchers. I am an advocate of whole food, plant-based um, eating and eating the way that you suggest in your book, the ultimate, the secrets to the ultimate weight loss. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You know, the way I suggest isn't really that much different than most of the plant-based doctors eat. It's just, I'm a little bit stricter on the things that people struggle with. Uh, they have food addictions like the, like the, the, the sugar, oil, flour, alcohol, and salt, which are things mm -hmm. that are, except for salt are also very calorically dense and processed. And, you know, that, that seems to be the difference, which is for some people, which makes the program harder. Did you find it difficult to adjust to the no sugar, oil, salt, flour, alcohol? Not at all. You know, I, I never should have drank anyway. My body can't assimilate it. I come from alcoholics and fortunately for me, it bypassed me. Um, my, I'm allergic to sulfites, love red wine, can drink it in Europe, can't drink it here. Um, so it's better for me if I don't drink it. Fortunately, my husband doesn't drink. So it was very easy to stop drinking. When we were dating, he did buy me very expensive, I mean, very expensive bottles of wine. And I didn't want them to go to waste. And red wine, you have to drink within two to three days. So I would drink the whole bottle in two to three days. But I got, I gained so much weight. And I'm, you know, we went to Ireland and I saw a picture and I'm like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I can't do this anymore. So, and that was before we were married. So um, that's when I went on another program and, and tried that and, and it worked, but it wasn't sustainable. Everything I have tried in the past worked, but wasn't sustainable from being on medication to um, diet programs. You know, they're just, it wasn't sustainable being truly being whole food plant-based eating foods that are clean and healthy and unprocessed is the only way for my body to be successful. Yeah. Well, speaking of photos, do you have a, a before photo that you oh, might I do? It's awful, but I'll show oh, it to you. Like <laughs> um, okay. So that's the before photo that's in Ireland. And I was, I'm five foot seven and three quarters at my tallest. I have shrunk now. I'm about five, six, if I'm lucky. So I was somewhere in between that height, but I weighed about 170 pounds here. Wow. So when I saw that picture, I just went, well, that's disgusting. Because when you go to shopping and you're looking at um, clothes, you don't see everything. Your body, your your mind doesn't register. But when you see a photo of yourself, your mind registers. So I had a double chin. I had a tummy. I, I was thick everywhere. <laughs> and I didn't like the way I looked. Well, that's the main thing that you didn't like it, you know? Right. I didn't like it at all. And I was drinking alcohol still at this time. This was, um, this was 10 years ago. So, um, yeah. Do you have a after photo other than the fact that I, I can see you are the after photo? Um, let me find it. You need to do one of those things, you know, where people do the side by side. Yeah, but I don't know how to get that up for well, you. If you send it to me, we'll get it done for you. Okay. Okay. And this was uh, May, May of 2022 in, uh, in Lausanne, Switzerland at the Olympic Museum. 
So I was about 147 pounds, 145 pounds here. Well, you got a bigger smile in this one. That's for sure. Yeah. So, and I'm, my legs are thinner. I don't have the tummy. I felt comfortable wearing a short sleeve top, you know? So, yeah. Well, congratulations. I'm sure you must feel so proud of yourself for what you've accomplished and tell us what you eat because people are always wondering. Uh, well, it just depends. Uh, sometimes for breakfast, I have uh, kale and sauteed onion and mushrooms the way you suggest. And I do that all together and I love it uh, with a little garlic. Sometimes I have, depending on the weather, I have oatmeal and fruit. I know you say that's like having cake for breakfast, but when I was, I didn't have that until I got down to the weight I wanted to well, be. Let, 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 if just in case people aren't familiar with my work, let's just say that we, they, they have to take that in context. It's not, I mean, oatmeal and fruit is an extremely healthy breakfast compared to yes. having a bond or an egg McMuffin, but people that are struggling, especially with the last few pounds or food addiction, oatmeal and fruit is just so it's wonderful and it's delicious, but I always recommend it as the second breakfast and to start your day with vegetables or greens. If you're having food addictions or sugar addiction issues, right. because greens just annihilate those cravings. And so I, I lean people more towards savory breakfast or at least starting in a savory way, but, but I don't want people to think like I'm anti oatmeal and fruit. It's no, just, I understand. Yeah, I understand. To me, it is like cake because it's yeah. so sweet. And it's beautiful. very good. I don't need, and I, and I, have a banana and berries with it and it's delicious um and i ate that almost every day during the winter it's very gray and cold and dark here in the winter um it's for about seven to nine months it's it's really difficult up here and uh that was a good even though i was exercising i still gained weight over the winter i have another friend she said the same thing happened to her i don't know if it's the weather, I don't know if it's because our, our bodies change during different months. If you live in a seasonal place, I don't, I don't know what, but, um, anyway, I just, um, I may, I used to make your muffins all the time. Your, um, uh, with apple, the muns with applesauce and the carrots and the zucchini and, and you just bake it. And, and I would have those as my second breakfast. Um, lunch would be a big salad with sauteed vegetables, uh, dinner would be, uh, I would, uh, I made your chili recipe and doctored it up a little bit and it worked for us. And I would have that or split pea soup in a salad, just always vegetables and, and fruit and fruit would be a snack during the day or vegetables would be a snack. I I'll steam vegetables and put them in containers at about a cup and just have them as a snack during the day or raw vegetables and hummus. Um, and I make an oil-free hummus as well. So just stuff like that. You mentioned I, that, that I you try not to eat after, I try to eat dinner early and not eat after 6.30 or seven at night. Yeah. That's, yeah. You mentioned that you do some kind of uh, video, video, some kind of batch cooking. Yeah, well, I, I like to prep. And so I, I, I'll make a huge salad. I bought, you know, when I watched you the first time uh, and, and followed you, you had that you, you did some cooking demonstrations and you had this wooden bowl with this blade that you could chop things up. I don't know what it's called, but I, it's called, I bought that and it's my favorite tool because I can chop everything up really finely 
in that. And I, and I bought really good knives to use and I use those and I just chop all my vegetables up and my set, my lettuces and um, my kale, everything. And I put it in a huge bowl. I like to use glass because I'm, I'm, I'm plastic phobic, but I like to use glass and um, uh, it works for me just putting everything in. I save the tomatoes and the beets for last. I put them in a separate container but everything's chopped up and put in there that isn't, you know, terribly moist. And sometimes I put a paper towel on top to soak up the excess moisture. But then I take out, um, I would measure just because it was easier for me. I wasn't necessarily measuring my food. But basically, I would eat three cups of the mixed salad veggie with um, garbanzo beans or black beans or kidney beans, whatever kind of bean I put in there. I love the California balsamics that you suggest. Um, the Italian herb is my favorite to have on salad. Or I just buy a um, an, uh, fire roasted salsa, a fresh salsa, and I use nutritional yeast on everything. And that works for me. So. That sounds delicious. And just so you know, a seven herb Italian, which is one of my favorites too, he's coming out with a new version of it, I believe in September, where oh. it's going to have sun-dried tomatoes in it. He's working oh. on the tomato piece is small enough. So, uh, and also you get two free bottles just for being on the show. So you, you can pick both seven herb Italian if you want. <laughs> no, but they're great. And the, the teriyaki one is great over, you know, like when you want to make a bowl of, of something, you know, with a little bit of brown rice and, and sauteed veggies and drizzle that on top. It's delicious. So, and the regular one is great too. I I've tried the other ones, but those three seem to be my favorite, my go-tos <laughs> all the time. So. That's fantastic. Did you suffer early on with any kind of cravings when you gave up some of these things like alcohol and sugar and flour? No, you know, I didn't. I sugar, sugar is something I go back to every once in a while. Like uh, we once in a while, we'll get a, a plant-based ice cream, vegan ice cream. But, you know, when you look at it, you look at the sugar content, it's really high, but it's really good once in a while. But that's very rare. Um, we have those in the house for treats when our grandsons come over for them. Uh, our grandsons eat plant-based when they're with us. They don't eat uh, the way I eat, but they I, I make a lasagna that they like and uh, they're, they like tacos and that kind of stuff. And they will eat, I will ground up mushrooms and walnuts together to make a taco meat and they don't know the difference. So that's fantastic. Cool. But you know, you can satisfy that again for ice cream with with a, a machine like a Ninja Creamy. I didn't know that. I don't have a Ninja Creamy. I have a bullet and I have a um, the, the big blender, you know, the big expensive blender that that works really well. But I don't have a Ninja Creamy. Well, I think those machines are fine, too. But what I mean is you can make without sugar, just ice cream based on bananas or other fruits. I know that I, I have not tried it yet. I need to try it. Well, you better. <laughs> When did you take Reboot? Because you're going to be joining us again this July, which is great. It was probably 2021, 20, somewhere 2020, 2021, around in there. Right. So it was I a few years ago. People to know that a lot of people come back even if they've met their goals. So we have people like Susanna and people that are stable with their weight, but they like to join for not just the community, which you get a wonderful community, but they love those three hour Q&As that they have with both Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle. It's, it's a wonderful program for people because they, you have people on your, 
the people that you've met and that you've <clears throat> acquired to be to do this with are so knowledgeable and such a wealth of information for anybody. You can ask them anything and they're wonderful. You know, they're they're straightforward. They tell you like it is. And and but, you know, I learned this being a health coach. People have to be ready. They have to want it. It's not, you can hear it, but you have to want it. You have to want to make the changes. And I, my hope for people is that they would want to be, live as healthy of a life as they could. You know, I've always believed that my body is a temple. And when I look at the pictures of when I was fat, as opposed to now, it's like, I need to treat it like a temple for the rest of my life. If I want to live to be in my 90s or to 100, I need to be able to stay healthy. My dad visited the doctor last year and he told me the doctor said that he had at least 10 more years. Well, that would put him up at 97 or 98. He thinks he has longer than that, but, you know, Godspeed to him. I hope he does, you know. I think that... Um, you know, that's interesting, you know, because you, you mentioned because you're a health coach and you say people have to be ready, but what do you do with some people? Some people, they're never ready. I they're think never ready. There's nothing you can do. I, I, there's nothing you can do. I, I've tried to help people even in my own family who they've called me, they've said they want the help and they, they, they set up appointments. They never keep them. I get, I, I just, I can't, you know, and then when they're ready, they'll do it, you know, or they won't. Yeah. It's not, it's, I am not the one to judge. I am, I am hopeful that I am not very judgmental. I hope people will make the the changes for themselves that they need to, even the minor changes, you know, just if you're, if you, if you drink a lot, cut back. If you have coffee, cut back. If you, if you make one change a week, good for you. You know, I think that's, that's what's important. Kind of like, like tiny habits in a way. Tiny habits. And, and you do something for 21 days and it does become a habit, you know, right. and, that's and right. the, the reboot program's 30 days. And we hope that some of these habits will stick. Do you still right. work as a health coach? I don't see clients anymore. People call me. I don't, I, and, and I help them. Somebody in fact called me yesterday and she said, I need to talk to you. I've been eating meat and everything. And I've been sick for days and I don't know what's up. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, this is why she said, I I'm trying to cut everything out. And she did cut out meat and chicken and stuff. And I said, you need to cut out the processed foods. I took pictures of all the books that I have and I sent them to her. And I told her that I was being interviewed today and that uh, the reboot is coming up. And so she wants to also do that. So I need to be able to send her the information for that. But um, she was concerned about not getting enough protein. And I think that's a concern for a lot of people. And I told her, I said, plants have enough protein in them for you to be sustained. I said, people, it's a misnomer that people think they need that much protein. And people actually eat too much protein and get sick from it, you know? And your Dr. McDougall's book says that, that people end up with kidney stones and, and a lot of other things from eating too much uh, animal proteins. So, you know, it's, it's interesting because you said about people having to be ready. And I think that's true to a large extent. But I also think even if people aren't ready, they should consider doing a program like this or other program, because sometimes some, you never know, they may become read, ready during the program because right. I always 
a saying that I used to hear, the road to someday leads to never. And we only offer this program twice a year at most, usually once a year. And a lot of people say, well, I'll wait till the next time. And, you know, if you keep waiting, it may be too, too long. But a lot of times, you know, when I think of things like, you know, the cruises where people go, maybe they're vegan and they bring their kids or spouse who aren't, maybe they're not ready to make the change, but they go to the lectures, they eat the food and they they hear something. They're like, you know, maybe I can do this. So I think that I, I don't think because if you wait for the perfect time, it's never going to happen. Oh, I agree with you 100 percent about that. I, I wish this program was somehow made public so people knew about it and could just do it because it's such a good program and it's so easy to follow. The information is is easy to digest and easy to understand and the food is easy and every, everything about it is very easy to follow. It's not a difficult program at all. It becomes, people need to understand that being whole food plant-based isn't a diet, it's a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle change that you make to make yourself a better person inside and out for the rest of your life and more healthy person inside and out for the rest of your life. Was there anything that you found particularly hard about the program? There were foods I didn't necessarily like. And, you know, lentils don't agree with me. I'm not a lentil person. So I have, I have to do, use something else other than lentils. Um, so that would be the only thing. I didn't think it was difficult for, for me, you know, and I don't know if it's because I was a pescatarian before, you know, I miss cheese once in a while, but you know, that's okay. <laughs> it's not good for me. So I know it's not good for me. <laughs> I'm allergic to dairy. I'm allergic to this stuff, but it's, it's not good for me. You know, growing up, I was lactose intolerant, but didn't know it. So there weren't tests for, for being allergic to milk when you're a kid. And I was fed everything dairy as a child you know, milk, cheese, ice cream, everything. And was sick. I was sick all the time and didn't know till I was older that the reason I was sick was because of that. So that's interesting. Was what, what was your favorite part of the reboot program? Some people say it's the community. Some people say it's the daily modules. A lot of people say it's the six hours of Q and a where they can ask questions to Dr. Lyle and Dr. Goldhammer. I just looked forward to watching it every day, you know, just the watching it. I didn't, I didn't need the question and answer part. I did. That wasn't something that I really watched, but I just liked listening to what you had to say, listening to what they had to say, validating things that I knew, learning more things. I'm, I'm a lifelong learner and I just love listening to what people have to say about your health and how to be healthy for the rest of your life. So for me, it was the whole, I guess, the whole package of, of being able to, to click on it and watch it and and learn from it every day. Yeah, that's fantastic. What would you say to someone who's given up hope that they could ever do any kind of program or lose weight? Maybe they've tried several times only to gain it back. Well, I could tell you that I'm that person who has tried <laughs> numerous things like you have. Um has tried numerous things to lose weight and been disgruntled with myself. I'm, I'm probably, I think we're hardest on ourselves. We are the hardest people on our own self. And I would tell them to give it a try because there's you, what have you got to lose, but an extra 10, 15, 20, a hundred pounds. If you go this route, I promise you, you will be healthy. You will feel better and you will lose weight. It's, it's that easy. 
That's great. Well, thank you so much, Lori. Thank you. It's been a pleasure to meet you and chat with you. I will see you in the program because, you know, the thing is, as long as people turn their cameras on, we actually do see each other. Not every it's, it's done on Zoom. So some people choose to not have their camera on. But if you have it on, I will see you. Oh, OK, I didn't know that the first time around. OK, yeah, that's abs oh, absolutely. I think maybe when we first started it, we might have not been doing it with the option. We might have been using the webinar thing, but oh. at least last several times. That's why it's really important. So when people, when you go to the bathroom, turn your camera off. <laughs> That's <laughs> good to remember. That's good to remember. Thank really, you so much. Really, it's really been a pleasure. Good. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you, Lori. And thanks Perfect. all of you for watching another episode of Chef AJ Live. Please come back tomorrow for another fabulous guest.